It's the Dogcast, episode number 226. We've got news from a couple of practices. Spring is back underway. It's uh, We've got defensive news. We've got tailgating news. I'm here. Old Dog is not. Hey, dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 226. I'm your host, Derek, and today's show is going to be a solo show. It's just me today. Old Dog is not in the bunker with me, and uh, we'll have some more on that a little bit later. But anyway, I uh, it's been a while since I've done a show. It's been a while since we've had a show, and I really appreciate the literally hundreds of emails that I've gotten from you guys some of you more than once asking about where's the show, when's the show coming back, all that kind of stuff. I just want to put to rest the rumors that the show is, we're not gone, we're not out of business, we're not retired. We've had some issues here, some personnel issues at the Dogcast that um, have really, honestly, I have kind of cramped my style a little bit, but I will, like I said, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later. Let's talk about Bulldog football because I've got some stuff on my mind and uh, some breaking news just today that came out that I, I just could not stay away from the microphone another minute. But just to bring you up to speed where we are with the program right now, since we last did a show, most of you probably know we did hire three defensive coaches. We've got a new defensive coordinator, Todd Grantham. We've got a new defensive backs coach, Scott Lakatos. And we've also got a new linebackers coach, Warren Beelan from uh, Vanderbilt. And Lakatos is from UConn. Uh, give you just a little bit of background, because like I said, I know this is old news, but some of you may not know all this stuff. Grantham came from the Cowboys, and he came from what the guys like to call the league. Um, Lakatos came from uh, UConn. He was last seen shutting down Steven Garcia in the uh, South Carolina Bowl game this year. And uh, Coach Beelan from Vanderbilt is a fantastic and I mean, I like all three of these guys, but Beelan, I think, and Grantham are going to be, are really, they're really great. And Beelan in particular has the kind of attitude and, uh, physical presence and everything about Warren Beelan is just awesome. Plus, he has had NFL quality draft pick linebackers coming out of Vanderbilt the past four years. And, uh, you know, we haven't, short of Rennie Curran, you know, we haven't been getting that kind of development out of what arguably is better talent that just hasn't been developed. Beelan is a really great coach when it comes to getting the most out of, you know, not five-star talent. He takes three- and four-star linebackers and turns them into legitimate NFL prospects, and I really like this guy's style. I've seen him in practice a couple times. He is fantastic. He is loud. He is booming. He is bringing it out there. He's screaming at these guys, making a move. They're not fast enough. They're not hitting the hole hard enough. They're not moving with authority. They're going to do it my way. He says things like, my way or the highway, and I love it. You may have also heard that uh, Todd Grantham stopped practice on the first day. They had one practice before spring break, and uh, Grantham stopped the defensive side of practice because he wasn't happy with the way they broke the huddle. 
He was unhappy with the level of enthusiasm that the defense had coming out of the huddle. Now, to be fair, Willie Martinez was famous for his fieriness on the practice field, too. You know, he evidently brought it during practice, too. But I'm telling you, so far, I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of Grantham and Beelan. And uh, Lakatos is getting high marks from the guys, too. Rambo, Boykin, uh, Brandon Smith, those guys are all giving Lakatos high marks. And more importantly, they're t- they're telling us in the post-practice interviews that what they're seeing out of Lakatos is completely different out of what they saw from from Willie Martinez in terms of footwork and things like that, you know. So, hey, if, if the guy is doing opposite things that uh, Willie Martinez did, to me, that's a positive. So um, we had the one practice before spring break, and the spring break was last week. The kids had the week off, and they came back on Monday. Uh, we had a practice on Tuesday, and they're practicing today. The practice on Tuesday was pretty much, you know, what you would expect. Coach Rick said it was a little rusty coming back from the week off. Uh, all of the quarterbacks, including Zach McLovin, uh, got equal numbers of sna- snaps. Um, Coach Rick has said that even though Zach Mettenberger did pick up five drinking charges, in you know it was one incident, but he caught five charges, including having two, count them, two fake IDs. I mean, what do you have two fake IDs for? You know, I mean, what if you go up and you show one fake ID and the guy says, hey, dude, this is a fake ID. Get out of my face. You're going to go around the block and come back and go, here, how's this one? What's that? What the hell is the point of having two fake IDs, McLovin? So coach says that it's not going to hurt him in spring. It's not going to hurt him. You know, he may he, he will probably get at least a one-game suspension, but it is not going to hurt him in the number of snaps or hurt him in the race. I'm not entirely sure I believe that, but um, I tell you, I really think it's uh, right now. It's Murray's. I mean, I think Murray Gray is out there, and Gray is Logan Gray is practicing. But I really think at this point, and you know, I didn't think this, Larry. I wasn't. I'm not hoping this. I'm not expecting this. I'm not necessarily even in favor of this. But right now, I think Aaron Murray is the man. Um, did you know, little known thing about Aaron Murray, he had 57 Division I offers and pretty much narrowed it down to us in Florida. And Urban Meyer put on a full court press to get this guy. So, um, you know, my stance on recruiting notwithstanding, you know my strategy, unless you, until you throw a damn touchdown between the hedges, you ain't scored a point for my team. So, um, you know, and I still feel that way, but man, 57 Division One offers is, is that's pretty strong, baby. Uh, all I can say is if Aaron Murray gets the job, he better kick John Brantley's ass this year in Jacksonville. Um, in other news, uh, Aaron White, tight end for the dogs, he added, he's added about 10 pounds of weight. And, you know, he's always been lightweight. We've made fun of how little he looks out there and stuff. He had a great season last year, caught four touchdown passes. But we've, he's come back, added some weight, is doing, did really good in the first couple of practices. Orson Charles looking good, doing everything that Orson Charles does. And this year, We've got Figgins back, you know, our biggest kid at tight end. He's back off the medical red shirt, you know, medical marijuana red shirt, whatever you want to call it, from last year. He's back. So he is, um, we, we've got a lot of depth and talent at tight end. A lot of capable kids that can catch the ball and do a lot of different things. Um, I'm really excited about our tight ends. As you know, hey, I'm a big fan of tight ends anyway. I, I love tight end. That's my own little uh, position myself. So tight ends are looking great this year. In the backfield, we've got Washon has moved from, uh, Washon Ely has moved from number 24 
to his number that he always wanted, which is number three. So your two running backs are Washon and number three, and Caleb King and number four. Uh, Caleb King is calling Washon his son, but I'm telling you, Washon Ely is not acting like Caleb King's son. He's acting like Caleb King's uh, brother or maybe his uncle. Washon Ely looks freaking awesome in practice so far. He is moving with so much more authority. His knowledge of the system and knowing where to go and the fact that that's giving him the confidence to move with authority, to run like he means it, I'm telling you. You saw how he picked up during the season last year. He got better every week after he finally got started in midseason. And now this kid's had an entire offseason to study and think about last year. I'm telling you, Washon Ely, Caleb King, he's still good. I mean, I think I think he can do things with the ball too. I'm not knocking Caleb King, but I'm telling you, Washon Ely is going to be even better than he was last year. Richard Samuel ran the ball for us last year, was our starter at the beginning of the season last year, has now moved to linebacker, and is getting settled in there with Coach Beelan, is doing really good. Um, I think he's in, I think he's happy with that move. I think he's going to be happy with the amount of playing time. He's not necessarily tops on the depth chart right now, a linebacker, but uh, that kid can move fast and tackle, as you know from last year when he was covering kicks and everything he was doing. He is uh, really getting it done. Other good news, something else we were really happy to see. Montez Robinson has been reinstated completely. This is a kid who has caught a ton of bad breaks in his life. He's made some mistakes and stuff, but Coach Rick, as promised, has delivered and has kept his promise to not turn his back on the kid. So Montez Robinson, who was looking at a possible suspension, possibly being booted from the team, has been reinstated. And uh, I think that's good for his mental... I, th- I, I don't know. It's good for his psychology. I think it's good for his life. I think he needs to be on this team. And it's also good for the team because he's a hell of a ball player. So I'm glad to see Montez Robinson back. Um Punt returner. You know, we lost Prince Miller last year. He was our primary punt returner. For whatever reason, whatever you want to say about Prince Miller, he's gone now. He's up at the combine, jumping 38 and a half inches in the vertical. Uh, Carlton Thomas seems to have the inside edge on that, um, has, seems to have the inside edge for punt returner. I like Carlton Thomas at punt returner. I think that's a great thing. He's so stinking tiny and so fast. If he runs north south, he is going to be able to get up field fast. And because he's so stinking tiny, Hell, he's going to be hard for coverage teams to find in all that chaos out there, you know? So I'm really happy with that as well. Um, kids are practicing in shells today. They have tomorrow off. Today's Thursday. Uh, they are shells today. They're in full pads on Saturday with, you know, going to be some contact, uh, light contact, whatever you want to call it. But, um, we're getting back in the swing of things here for, for spring practice for spring ball and i'm really happy to see it i'm glad to see it i think it's a good move um that's pretty much all i've got there you know there's only been really two practices to report on so far so that's just kind of like shaking off the rust to coming out of uh coming out of the winter time that's the things that i've noticed in the first two practices um the main reason that you know I kind of came out of this semi state of retirement today is I want to talk about the uh, gamedaygameplan.com. The new rules for tailgating just came out today and uh I don't have them in front of me. I should have a website pulled up here, but I don't. But um hang on, I'm going to try to do that. Hell, let's just do it in real time. But um suffice to say that the new rules for tailgating are much more onerous than they were last year they are the the new rules for tailgating 
They are basically, Michael Adams has decided to continue, Michael Adams and Damon Evans have decided to continue their jihad on all things Georgia and all things sacred in our, you know, our continued move, Michael Adams, you know, hope, I guess he's trying to take us to Ivy League. He wants us to be like Brown or Cornell or something in his dream. So, uh, Commandant Adams has continued his jihad. And, you know, it's not like we didn't see this coming, guys. We told you last year. I took pictures. We talked about getting trash cans out there and stuff. I mean, we just continued to trash North Campus last year. And uh, that has come back to bite us in the ass. There's no doubt about it. A lot of young, drunk students and some older, stupid adults have really dang ruined it for the rest of us. And uh, I am not at all happy about it. And now... You know, the cat's out of the bag now. I tell you, the, I say the cat's out of the bag because really once rules like this gets passed, it's really hard to go back. But the new rules especially focus on North Campus. I mean, Michael Adams is, you know, he's just taking back North Campus, I guess. Basically, no tailgating on North Campus until four hours before kickoff. Uh, so tailgating begins four hours before kickoff, and now the new rules are there are no tents. You know, those big 10 by 10s that are so popular, the 10 foot by 10 foot pop-ups, no tents of any kind, no kegs of beer, no generators, no tables, um, I mean, no TVs, uh, no grills. You can still have, I, th I think you can still have folding chairs, but no other kind of furniture. They are, I mean, it, they really want it to be a pedestrian, like, standing around drinking beers, I guess. Um, I'm not even sure, you know, we don't know about other items. We don't even know, because it says other items. So we don't know if they're even going to ban coolers and stuff. I guess, basically, you're going to be able to stand around. You're gonna, all you're going to do is stand with the one beer in your hand and a sandwich in the other hand, and that's it. No tables, no TVs, no generators. No, t I mean, God, it just pisses me off. And in other news, oh, there's also no amplified music. No, you know, uh, no tables larger than four feet is what they're saying. So I guess you could have one of those little tailgating tables. But man, ain't that going to be fun? Um, I I don't know. I'm I'm just disgusted. And here's the deal. My problem with this is. You know, and we've talked about this before because you've got a few bad fans that have really hurt the rest of it for us, you know. But um, you've also got a no ban. There's a ban on on all camping, all park, all camping parker. There's no pull behind trailers, no pull behind cookers, no anything like that, you know. So all the stuff that we talked about last year, trying to stop and trying to get people to tighten up their act on North Campus to no avail, drunk ass students have really blown it for us. And like I said, there's no going back now. But here's the problem. You know, you cannot, I think, have your cake and eat it too. That's my problem with this whole thing. I mean, Mike Adams, he loves the money. He loves football. He loves having the fans. He loves the money. He just hates the fans in football, you know? He loves everything they bring, but he hates them themselves. And, you know, I just think you can't have your cake and eat it too. 
You cannot say we want you to park in Winder and damn take a commuter bus in or whatever and just sit in the stadium with your hands in your lap and cheer for the dogs and then get on a damn bus and go back to Winder. You can't have that. The day you start taking your fans for granted is the day you start to lose your fans. And if you don't believe me, look at damn NASCAR. Hell, NASCAR used to be the hottest sport and it was awesome. NASCAR can't even field a field right now. And I know they've got a lot of issues other than just running their fans off. But I'm telling you, they took a lot of their original fan base for granted when they went out and uh, anyway... That's what can happen. That's really what can happen. You cannot afford to take your fans for granted. And, uh, you know, we're screwed now. I mean, we're screwed on North Campus. And if the, he's not going to be happy. Mike Adams is not going to be happy until he's banned all damn tailgating on campus. You know, but I think also it's a short-sighted, I think it's a short-sighted plan because now you're going to push, where are these damn tailgaters going to go? I mean, you got places like Tailgate Station and things like that, but unless you got twenty grand to drop on a parking space, and by the way, it's probably more than twenty grand today, um, unless you've got money to drop on a parking space like that, you know, the city of Athens downtown, they don't have the facilities to handle this. <coughs> what are they? Where Where are these people going to go? What are they going to do? Where are they going to go? You know. Um, I'm really hoping the city gets involved and tries to work something out, tries to do something to make this better. Because right now we're screwed on, we're screwed on. Di- I don't know. I'm just pissed off about it. I'm glad I've got a place to tailgate. That's all I can tell you. I'm glad I've got a place to tailgate. But um, anyway, it's just really, really, uh, it's really sad. It's really sad that uh, Mike Adams is using that money. I mean, that last year's incidents and stuff to. Um, you know, really hurt us and uh, cancel a lot of tradition on uh, Georgia campus. You know, for the money that the Georgia football program brings in, it's six days a year. It's six days a year, Adams. Six days a year. Seven, maybe seven. You know, seven days a year for the millions and millions of dollars you get, for the funding you get for all the other sports programs, for all your other little pet projects, all the little shaking hands and all the cute little things you like to do at the Princeton of the South, you know. Um, is it too much to ask? Hell, you could, you could hire 10,000, I don't know, uh, insert ethnic, uh, working class of your choice here. You could hire 10,000 trash picker uppers to walk North Campus and pick up every single piece of trash that there is, you know? Is it too much to ask that we get to do what we want seven days a year for the hundreds of millions of dollars that we bring in, not just in ticket revenue, not just in television revenue, not just in bowl game revenue and bookstore revenue and website revenue and all the different places we spend money as Georgia fans, is it really too much to ask that we just come to our our alma mater six or seven days a year and have some fun? Is it really that much trash? Because I'm telling you, you cannot continue to take your fans for granted and hope to have as many of them in the future as you have right now. That's all I'm saying. Dog fans, I appreciate you listening. I'm not really going to get into the old dog thing right now. Until further notice, we're going to be doing shows solo right now. I don't know if... Um, yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about it right now. But uh, right now, old dog is on hiatus. At least, any way you want to cut it, old dog is on hiatus. I don't know if we're gonna bring in some guest hosts. You know, if you guys want me to audition some guest hosts, if you guys want me to do shorter shows that are solo more often, if you guys want me, uh, you know, we talk. I mean, I, I don't know. I've talked to some different people about who we could get. 
maybe to replace old dog, like a guy like Bill King or somebody like that, you know, some get some other curmudgeon, you know, but uh I just don't know and haven't made that decision yet. I don't know where we're going in the future with the uh with the uh other seat here in the bunker. So um I'm not saying necessarily that old dog is 100% out yet or not. I just I just don't know. So um we'll see. We'll see what happens on that, but I do want to come back and bring you up to speed. I'm sorry for the delay. I'm sorry for the hiatus. You haven't missed much. I mean, we've just been installing new defense, you know. So there you go, dog fans. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with me. I hope you guys will stay subscribed, and uh, I'm going to continue to try to bring the news to you, and uh, we'll we'll work on getting uh, somebody else in here to balance out my uh, offensive attitudes. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Go dogs.